reach the mic there. Oh, that's kind of cute. I got you looking pretty Thursday. Do you need some dirty champagne? I'm possibly a little insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The eighties gone up one to thirty. Very quickly, we've been here all day. I'm feeling sickly. I have my way, but I'm not sure what to really call this. I can feel it, what you're thinking. Every move and every moment, you want more. I can't help myself. I promise I can show you all the things that you ain't never seen before. Can you feel it too? My next guest is an up-and-coming pop artist out of the Seattle area. He works closely with Anna Thompson, who's also a previous guest on the podcast. His debut album, Spongy Elmo Pence, came out April 16th, 2021. It's my pleasure to introduce Nikki Hello. This is Blake, and my guest today is Nikki Buell. Hello. And this is the NAS Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You're you're welcome. Thank you for uh, inviting me to this retreat thing that's going on this weekend. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to get fuck. Sorry. Can I cuss? Yeah, of course. I'm going to get fucking drunk. That's my goal. Artists (laughs) drunk together. That must be. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be. It's going to be very fun. I'm very excited. I just start off the podcast straight up with like I'm gonna get fucking wasted, but <laughs> I don't do it. I swear to God, I'm a, I'm a good, you know. I I work, I go to school, I do this work, which is being an artist and all this shit. Yeah, let's tell the audience who you are actually versus just saying yeah, I'm gonna r- get drunk at right, a retreat. Yeah, yeah, they have no context. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I should probably do that. Well, um, I'm a Seattle-based pop artist. Um, grew up in like the Kirkland area. I've been around Puyallup, Tacoma. I've been. Graham, I've been. I've oh, you've been, been in Graham. Graham, <laughs> fucking bumfuck nowhere. Graham, Puyallup too. Puyallup. Okay, whatever. I've been around. Okay, and I started releasing music up in January of this year. So twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. When did uh, I? When did I have Anna on? Because you're you had her. you're connected with Anna, and that's how I know you. Right. Anna yeah. Thompson. Through Anna Thompson. Yes. Anna Thompson is my best friend. She, I don't know, mentioned me in the podcast, and I was tagged, and I'm like, oh. I think it was like, a, what was it, like February? Okay, so that was in 2021. Yeah, I start, Yeah, I, I remember I just released Bromance, Okay. which I think it was February. I. What was your orange cover you guys had? That's Thirsty. Thirsty. Yeah, that was my, that release, um, I am a, I'm a pop artist. I don't know if I said that. Did I say that? Yeah. I make pop, <laughs> I make pop music and I sometimes rap in my music, but I'm not like a rapper. Here's the point. We're talking about thirsty. My brain circling. Okay. Wait, not, wait, 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 wait. So Whoa. rappers say they're singers. So why can't a singer say they're a rapper? I can say that. I like. Here's what I say. I'm. I say I'm a pop artist. I'm. A, I'm a vocalist. I'm a singer, who raps in their music, but like occasionally. It's okay. like when it's appropriate. I've done it in like. I mean, like I rap. I don't do. I don't like rap. Rap. Do you? I don't know how to explain it. I like. 
<laughs> I have the worst way of coming up with my rhymes and my songs. I'll be like, and I literally will like actual gibberish for like a full minute, record it, and be like, oh, I like how these syllables are played out and how I what I did. Uh, then I'll fit words in it. I think that's what a lot of people do. You're, do you're, you're on your way to being a rapper. No, I don't want to be a rapper. Okay, who are, who do you, when you are figuring out if you're gonna rap in a song, who do you, what artist are you looking at? You're looking at like an Eminem, or you're looking at black rappers, I, well, Jack no, Harlow. Like, I honestly, I <laughs> I mean, I listen to rap, I listen to pop, I listen to like a bunch of different kinds of music, like jazz, classical music, right? Okay. But when I I, I don't have a specific like I guess inspiration. I really like um, BB No Money. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. Great. He's really good. They Ski Master to, some slump. Uh, slump. What ski, the f- ski master slump guy. Thank you. I can't say the BB word. BB No Money comes it? to Seattle a lot. I know. Have you seen him? I've not. No, I, I've been to one goddamn oh, concert. Oh, I forgot about this yeah. guy's a C- Seattle artist. And oh, hasn't been to any concerts. I know. I'm, I, it's like I don't know. I just haven't had the experience or the opportunity to do so. Wait, wait. Tell people about that one concert you snuck into. Okay, so girl, <laughs> do you guys know Girl in Red? She's a gay artist. Okay, she's a lesbo. All right, I'm gay. And my this is the first time he's been in. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, breaking news. Breaking it. No, actually, are you gay? I'm homo. I'm very homo. This is first time for a, Seattle <laughs> and everyone in the world hearing right. this. I'm a Trenta homo. I'm a venti homo with the side of caramel cack drizzle. Very cock? gay. <laughs> cack drizzle. Cack drizzle. Very gay. Um, I love it. I'm proud to be gay. Pride Month just. I just had my first Pride Month being out, which was crazy. It was great. It felt, it was, it was, I didn't understand Pride Month, like being in the closet. I grew up in a family, conservative family who was very, very, very religious. Um, oh, God, that's awful. It is, yeah. Um, you know, I have my, like, point is, we're not going to get too deep in that. I mean, we can at some point, but <laughs> my, my point is, is that, um, like, being in the closet and, like, you know, having Pride Month exist, you don't understand really what Pride Month is. And, until you really go through the the process of what it is to be gay in the closet and hiding who you are it's literally who you are um and like when you do come out regardless of the repercussion like i came out and i was disowned by my mom and it was a hard thing i went through and like after coming out like i went through all this like years and years and years of like depression and like hating myself for just something I literally had no control over. And it's like so ridiculous because it shouldn't be like that. It is for so many queer kids and so many kids. Point is, I came out and uh, I understood what Prime was. I'm like, holy shit, I feel so proud. Like, like I feel so proud to be who I am. Like, this is this is like, it's like a month to celebrate. Like, all, right, right. Oh, I thought you were doing something like that. I was like, yo, <laughs> chill. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I know. What was the question? We're, I just you were gonna tell us about your um, first a co- concert experience. Yes, I'm so sorry that veered. <laughs> I tend to do that. I veer in conversations <laughs> into different directions. So. I think I do too. Okay, well, this might be shit <laughs> show. <laughs> no, just kidding. You should just like don't be afraid to be like shut up and talk. Say what you were gonna say, and then help because this okay. is your first podcast too. This is. There we go. First time coming out gay First on a podcast. Time coming out as gay on a podcast. Coming soon. <laughs> one man, one world, two women, three men, five children, and two dogs. Comes a movie of a lifetime. And um cuck. Ew, yo, dude, that stinks. Yo, chill. <laughs> let's, get yo. On, let's get on with this okay. story. Oh god, that was Sorry. Okay. Oh, the squirting um, noise. <laughs> I'm apologetic. I'm not sorry though. Um, girl in red. Okay, she's gay. That's why. Because okay, she's gay. She would great. Okay, my friend Laura, the time we're friends, and she was like, "Hey, like, can you go to this concert with me?" I'm like, "Oh, sure." I like never been in concert. I've heard like one of her songs is really popular. Um, I forget what it's called. <laughs> October something. Point is, she's a great indie artist, um, pop artist. So point is, we get to Seattle. I don't have a ticket. She just wants me to go with her, and <laughs> somehow she thought she could buy a ticket at the win- at like the, in the line. Like a lot of people do that, I guess they mm-hmm. sell tickets. No one was doing that. Okay, so we pull up. I haven't like eaten all day. I don't know why. I just hadn't eaten all day. I was like very you know, malnourished, and I'm sitting in this line. Okay, I'm feeling pretty manic because I'm hungry, hungry boy, <laughs> and I'm sitting in this line. Okay. And there, this man who like part of the concert, right? He's part of the team, like the security guard. Security guard, yeah. So yes, <laughs> he doesn't he, even know what security guards are yet, people. Hey, I, <laughs> hey, I do, I do, I swear. Okay, okay, listen. He's walking down this fucking aisle, okay, of people. It's like 
this aisle goes like 300 feet. It's like long. It's okay. a long line. So everyone's waiting to get in. And this man's walking through. And he's taking stamps. Stamps. Okay. And he's like, okay, let me see your ticket. He scans them, checks it if it's valid. Then he stamps the arm, the, the hand. I didn't have a ticket. And I'm like, she's like, I'm I, like, at this point, I'm like, I'm about to have to wait in the car for like three hours for you to go to a concert. Why did I come? <laughs> so I was kind of frustrated, but I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to figure this You're out. You're hangry. I was hangry. I was, there was a lot of different variables in the situation for me to be upset. But essentially, this security guy comes up. She stamps everyone's hand. She stamps my hand. She's no, my, not my hand. She stamps Laura's hand, which is my friend. And I'm like, quickly react. I put my hand on top of her hand. Therefore, it imprints onto my hand. But why don't they ask you for a ticket? I just said, I, I don't even remember. I, I don't even remember what I said because I was just in line. Like you can just sit on the, it's just on a street. So people were yeah. walking back and forth. They probably thought I was just like, I don't homo know. Or something. Homo? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're oh, like, just oh, another homo. oh, just another one. Just another one of those homos waiting in line. No, but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. So I'm like, boom. And I stamp, I like, she gets, it's like wet, right? Very wet. It's very wet. <laughs> wet. <laughs> Point is, it's wet after the stamp, and I go like this, and I stamp my hand on it. I'm like, oh shit, I have a stamp now. Because you're a security guard, did not see. So I proceed to go in, and wow. they're like checking the hands. That's all they're checking. And I'm like, oh. There we go. Yeah, I got, a, got in the. And what concert venue? Was this a big concert venue? Or was, was I think it was the Crocodile. Oh shit. Yeah. I love the Crocodile. Yeah, it was it was great. And uh, do you know who. Uh, I like your makeup for love. Are you playing love. the piano right now? I'm thinking of the, uh, the song. It goes like, I like your makeup for love. Would you give your foundation? Who is that? What is his name? This man breaks out in song a lot, everyone. So <sighs> just be prepared for that. I'm sorry. Um, I can't help it. But I, uh, okay. Point, gross. Macaroni. Macaroni. What? I guess that doesn't make sense. Um, I was doing. A, I was producing a podcast earlier. Macaroni, what? And this girl, <clears throat> she's a comedian. Okay. She was talking about her bad jokes, and okay. one of them was that guys will always be like, like girls to guys or guys to guys will be like, if they have a phone in their pocket or something hard, they'll be like, "Is that your phone, or are you just happy to see me?" Right. And I've heard then, that. Yeah. Then she was like. What if girls to other girls or guys to other girls are like, is that macaroni in your pocket? Are you just happy to see Ew. me? <laughs> oh my God. So I've been thinking about Who told that. you that? The comedian girl that I was just producing your podcast for today. And I was like, I can't get that out of my mind. So anytime you make those squishy noises, I think of macaroni. Ooh. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be at home making macaroni and thinking about a girl's vagina, but now I will be. Oh. So thank you for that. God. Yeah. So do you think there's going to be a time where we don't have to talk about being gay or straight or queer? Ooh. Like, I feel like <clears throat> a lot of artists nowadays or even athletes are like, I'm not just an athlete. I'm a gay athlete. Right. Or I'm a gay artist. Mm -hmm. It's important to like, I feel like like we live, we live in a society. <laughs> we do. We do. No, but actually we live in like, you know, a society where like there's so many people who just don't like gay people Damn. facts and that's just what it is and it's a lot of you know historical oppression and we only i was only able to get married well like the entire gay community was only able to get married in like 11 years ago 11 years ago Damn. so there's a lot of there's a lot of um steps to get you know to a to a to a place where it's less oppressed and less systemic issues like especially like toxic masculinity i feel like that can you describe toxic masculinity because <clears throat> i feel like i just I love saying that word just to like piss off people versus right. actually understanding it. Like, yeah. Because I feel like that's just such a PC term now. Right. And it's just like an easy way for like people <clears throat> who hate white guys sometimes yeah. to just be like, you're just a toxic cis white male. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people. I mean, hey, they're calling they're calling some people out. Some people do it to piss people off. Some people do it because it's necessary. But like toxic masculinity, how I would describe it, like specifically in my experience, I mean, there's so many different like scenarios where like it's it's experienced differently but like in high school i was gay i was in the closet i didn't come out until thirsty which is thirsty is when i came out i literally at the end of my music video i kissed the dude and i was like i'm gay and then mm -hmm. i came out which was great it was liberating it felt great but like in high school no one was gay and or did uh, you just not know they were not or did you just not know they were gay who's they the people in your high school no no one in high school knew i was gay oh i thought you were saying you said no you just said no one in high school was gay. I think that's what you just said. 
Maybe I said that. I, didn't, I don't remember. I thought I said no one in high school knew I was gay. I mean, it was just mumbled my words. But, yeah. That was a bar. No one in high school was gay. Yeah. But I... Uh, but I no know. one in high school knew I was gay. Yeah. Uh, second at... No. Oh, I can't. This is going to be a gay episode. That's pretty gay. So, you you were... So, you, did you date any girls in high school? Yes. I dated... Okay. Oh, God. Hey. <laughs> Yes, I did. So I did a lot of compensation for being gay and wanting to, like, you know, project myself and my identity as a straight guy, straight dude. And I did a lot of that in high school. Did a lot of girls and usually lasted very small amounts of time. And I did the most not to be intimate with them because I don't okay. like it. Um, and I care about I care about every girl I've dated. I care about them. They're great. They're like my friend. I deeply care about them. But do oh. they do they feel betrayed if you're like? Now I, that you're out as gay, right. do they feel like you lied to me? That's the thing. I feel so bad for doing it. So many just people do it because of how society is, and that's just what it is. And unfortunately, you'll probably meet a bunch of men that have children that are gay. Yeah, It's just how it is. It's sad because they've lived in a life where they feel like they can't be openly themselves. But, okay, point is, no, I don't think, I don't, I haven't gotten any angry messages yet. Um, there was like one serious girlfriend I had. It was like uh, 2017, and I she didn't say anything to me. Um, but I feel awful, and like I care about her as a person, and will always care about her. But mm -hmm. I just I can't be emotionally connected in that way, intimately in that way. I just can't. So um, toxic masculinity. <clears throat> yes. The, your definition. I feel like we were kind of weird. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's good. Okay, toxic. Okay, so my experience again. I I would define toxic masculinity as the gender norm so like first of all it's like gender roles okay men and women right and they have those roles and they're distinct um and how they're perceived is very and depending on the culture they're pretty strict on it so like christianity it's very prominent some parts some parts it's not um but i would define just like toxic masculinity as men trying to be the most masculine and manly and that falls into so many different categories and subcategories. So like in high school, my experience is like, oh, that's gay. You know, you're, you know, I'm going to say the word, you're a fag, you're a faggot. And that is just in itself. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Just in that self, it's like toxic masculinity. Why is it a culture to, for men to think it's funny or it's cool to not like gay people? Why is that a thing? Okay. Why is it a thing? Because, I have no idea. Exactly. And why do why do men feel like they have to one up each other? Why are, do alpha males exist? Why does that happen? Because of cavemen and we needed to hunt for food. They're, yeah, we have biological like tendencies like that we have as, you know, our sexes, right? Our born sexes. Like that's just a thing. Yeah. But like that doesn't society progresses and like there's things that aren't cool and things that are cool. Misogyny is a big right. big thing as well. Like it's not just like being homophobic. Like it was a trend to be homophobic in my friend group. All my friends that were guys were homophobic. All of them. But can't you almost all of them? It felt like can't you do you ever feel that people toss and this is do you say how it? I'm saying it. I don't I don't want to get hate for this. You're probably not. I would just say it. Do you feel that people toss around the word or words or phrase toxic, toxic masculinity, like how people throw away and throw around saying they're depressed? Like, do you think just people just say, well, oh, I'm depressed. And, oh, that's toxic masculinity. <clears throat> do you think it's on the same level or do you think, like, do you think it's hard to be a toxic, to be toxic mask? Talk, how would you to, how to, do you be talk, wait, yeah how do you to, it would be to be like involved in the culture of what toxic toxic masculinity is right and like meeting you like you like <laughs> you're like I absolutely no vibes from you of that and like you can feel it like it's just like guys who think like hating gay people are cool and that women are objects and that's like right. the biggest part of it and but can't you just say what if someone's just having a bad day? Can't can can't you just label label them as being toxic? Just be like, oh, that guy. Right. I, I mean, know. I I do I do think that people definitely throw around the word toxic specifically. Like, oh, our relationship was tough. Me and Anna had this conversation actually. We were taking a hike and we kind of got in deep conversation. But um, talking about like the word toxic specifically, and it gets thrown around a lot, yeah. and it just does. And because I feel like our our Gen Z right, and like sort of millennials are very progressive wait so are we gen z or millennials we're gen, we're gen z 
So what are millennials? They're like, I think... Um, are they before us? Yeah, they're like from 1996, I believe, and up oh. and below. I believe. Um, I can't... Don't fact don't fact check wow. me. Well, you know, you should fact check me because I don't know. I thought I was a millennial. You're not. I'm a Gen Z. You're Gen Z. Our, um, my point is, is our, okay. our um, generation is very progressive, which is great. And things are changing. And but don't you think you'd be over the top sometimes? Of course. 100%. Every, every generation is like that. And I, every... I feel like the, sorry. No. I feel Go like, <clears throat> I feel like people who are comfortable in their skin, like I feel like you're probably pretty comfortable with your, in your skin, aren't, <clears throat> aren't going to be just harassing people who have their own beliefs. I feel like it's people who are kind of more uncomfortable with who they are. I feel like they're quick to be like... You know, you're describing people who are usually Republican and conservative and homophobic. People who are not comfortable in their skin judge other people for who they are. Okay. And that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm really generalizing, like it's not specifically conservatives and Republicans, but people... It can go both ways. I, I can't. Like the it, youth yeah. can hate the, the, the can. older people and right. but the I boomers. Think, right. And like the people who are like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, which, which, the category of this is an old fucking guy who whatever and then you have a gay queer kid like which one has more societal like issues in life and which one is more oppressed like why would it matter if I didn't like a guy who was conservative and didn't like gay people like why is that a bad thing um, I guess spitting hate and like having a culture like toxic culture where it's like every single person needs to get canceled and we need to protest this person and shit like that like it matters but like specifically I feel like why should it why are we you know why are we equalizing those two different types of people who have the different types of struggles and specifically with gay people? I just don't understand. So who, who would you say is like the average age of people that cancel other people? Probably Gen Z, 100%. So kids are canceling older people. Yeah. I think it's because they they we've lived in a, a like, oh my God, I keep saying we live in a society where we live in a society. Actually, we just live like historically like things weren't as progressive as they are now okay and like there was a lot of old-fashioned and outdated beliefs in the older generations and millennials less than millennial but more in boomers so how do you what do you see how do you see the future going like do you I, think... I see it progressing and there are I'm not, I'm not gonna lie there are issues in Gen Z like that's not something okay. that we can't acknowledge but like, some people think they're perfect yeah as that's, a Gen that, Z. And that's an issue that's an issue or um, that we feel like we're some, a lot of us feel, I probably, everyone feels like, I feel like everyone like in our superior age, and like, like, oh, I'm the we, most progressive. Like it's like a, can be a competition or whatever. Or that we feel that we, we deserve everything. Yeah. Entitlement is a big one. It depends. I think that also depends on how you were raised, like morally and your ethics as a person and your parents who raised you. I don't know. I feel like everyone just somehow in the back of their mind feels like they're entitled I mean, in some ways, yeah. I don't know why, though. No, I, I guess. I mean, people want things, and people have expectations of how people perceive them and their identity. And yeah. I feel like entitlement comes roots from then, from that specifically. So, do you think as time progresses, do you think it'll be 50 50 with straight people and gay people? Or how do you, or do you think it's always going to be a minority but more accepted? Well, I think. I mean, we're minority because we cannot come out because we can, but we, it, because of pressure and how society is, I hate society, but like how it is, right. There's probably, I can't, I mean, I cannot say because I don't, I don't have the data, but I would say there's probably a close to an equal amount of gay people that there is straight men because so many of them just don't come out. So you don't have that statistic and data to actually put into a poll and right. get data from. But I feel like, um, I don't know. I do think that more and more people are coming out more. It's becoming more normalized and accepted. Like specifically, I think usually coming out like being gay is there's specific oppression between a small like culture and a group, like between families, between churches and those kind of communities. Like that's where usually it stems from. And like if you go on Internet and come out as gay, most likely you'll be applauded. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean that. Just, be, I mean, and it's good that, that that happens because it encourages other kids to come out and be who they are. Because, well, but I can't come out as black and then people will be like, that's applaud true. me. That's true. That's true. I guess they're just different, like, different. I've, I think 
<laughs> I guess everyone feels oppressed in some way, but I feel like right now people in the LGBTQ plus community feel more oppressed than minorities as a race. I, I mean, I feel like I haven't experienced, like, I'm not like super indulged into like culture of like other queer kids. I mean, I don't have that many gay friends. Isn't queer its own thing though? So I queer is just like a way to define someone who's in the community. It's just kind of a, it used to be a slur, but it kind of taken back. Like you're queer. Like that used to be like a derogatory term. So why don't you guys just say queer instead of LGBTQ plus? People's just, I mean, it's just how, it's what, however they want to describe it. I mean, queer is just an easy way to say it. LGBTQ plus, it depends. The community's big, dude. Yeah. It's a lot of people. But I feel like, I don't know, like the whole comparison, I feel like there is a lot of like, oh, I struggle more than you in X, Y, and Z. And there's like a, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. Oh, wow. That was a big boom, though. I wonder was, if it'll pick it up. I think I heard it. Okay. Well, there's like a like a clash there. I haven't experienced that. I mean, I try to like, personally, I just try to recognize everyone and like their their experience like is completely valid. Yeah. And like, right. I don't like try to, I don't personally, but I've seen people do it and it is a thing that exists. But I feel like the, in every community, there's something negative, even if it's like a progressive community yeah i feel like why can't we just accept everyone and then move on um or do do you think people want to feel like their community has a spotlight on it or do you think people overall just want to be completely equal i feel like there's a mix i feel like some people want to be special by being proud to be black which is nothing wrong to be wrong to be proud to be black or proud to be gay right do you feel like some communities like enjoy that spotlight versus hoping everything just everyone's just equal i honestly i mean i like i said like there are probably people who enjoy that Mm -hmm. um how i see it it's like you can't be equal if there's systemic issues like systemic racism systemic you know oppression of gay people in communities and stuff like that like you can't just like oh everyone's accepted on social media there's always going to be people who hate on you Mm -hmm. they're always going to exist um and I think it's different levels and different contexts and different people's like lives, but specifically like I lost my train of thought. Dude, it happens to me all the oh time. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. Oh. I was I had such a big point. It was such a big point. Can you say the question again? Do you think spotlight, right? Do you think people want equality or do you think they want their community to be more spotlight? I think people want recognition for what they've been through. And I think people want equality, obviously, and equal rights, like trans women and men and the whole community. Like they want equal rights. They want health care. They want access to all these different types of things. Um, and I think spotlight. I mean, I can't say that. I can't. It's a, gen- it's a big generalization, I feel like. OK, what do you want personally? Do you want <clears throat> do you want to be spotlighted as being gay or do you want people just to, to accept you who you are? And then you, f- you find people that are gay and you could date them and you can find people that are straight you can just hang out with and it's just like right i mean that's normal. how it, i mean that it is normal i have a normal relationship with a bunch of straight people i my right. my roommate is a very straight man that was the funniest i went to your guys's apartment mm-hmm. the other day that was yeah. the no. that was the funniest you guys <laughs> we talked about some wild oh, stuff oh god please don't bring it up <laughs> please don't just don't do it please for the sake of my, my oh, life oh man um, no, but like, I mean, I live a normal life. I do. And I just think it's important to make everyone feel accepted. Like, it's just important to make sure that people, especially the people who've been through things like that. Like, I mean, personally for me, I don't like coming out that bold was liberating for me because I had such a negative experience as a child growing up in the family I grew up in. And it was actually shaped who I am. And it actually shaped a lot of my experience and feelings <clears throat> with being gay and like not being who I was able to be. And it exists in every community. So being, go ahead. Do you think your friends noticed it first or your family noticed it first? No one knew. So no one could tell at all. Dude, no. I, I that swear must have been to, rough. I swear, yeah, I know. I swear to God, everyone knew I was gay. I was so paranoid, but no one did. I, I remember um, there was... I came out to my first, so I came out to like a couple friends first before I came out like to my parents and my family because that was a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. and very, very, very hard to do because I was like, oh my God. Point is, my mom's like a crazy psychotic 
Okay, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, yes, we're not going to get into that because <clears throat> that's not that's private. But uh, point is, um, what was I saying? Train of thought. Got to get um, friends, family friends. who accepted you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, it was like uh, there. I mean, so friends were very acceptive, accepting. What the heck? They're very accepting. Um, so I first came out to my friend Tashawn. I worked with him at Dairy Queen. So I work I work at Starbucks now, but I worked at Dairy Queen. I was a shift manager. Mm. I was an assistant store manager, actually. Um, but I had a crush on him. He was straight. And we got drunk one night, and I liked him for, like, a year, a whole-ass year. Okay. And this guy's straight. And, like, I, in the closet still, no one knows I'm gay. And I got really drunk with him one night in his car, and I was like, I'm gay. No, I said I'm bi because I didn't want to fully admit I was gay because it felt emasculating. Do you feel bi or do you feel no, just gay? I'm gay. I'm 100% gay. So you don't like macaroni? I do not. I love macaroni. I do not like what you're referring to. Okay, I can't. Sorry. Hey, you initiated it, so. so. Okay, this is a great story, though, so. Yeah, so I I liked him. <clears throat> I was, like, in love with him, honestly, for, like. <laughs> Tashawn. Tashawn, yeah, he was, he's awesome. We're friends now. Um, And I came out to him, and he was, like. Me too. No, 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 he was straight. He's straight. <laughs> that would have been wild. You just... He was, yeah, but he was, like, he, like, knew I liked him, and he was, like, super chill and we're we're like we used wow. to be like best friends i mean we're like friends now we just don't hang out as much because we're busy but because you're gay or <laughs> wow no no I... damn dude i'm just kidding that's uh, that's cool though that that's that's actually sounds like a really good friend to like just yeah be, of course it didn't like, matter yeah. yeah and it was like it took me a lot of like time to realize like because i never wanted to come out the way i did before right but after i came out to my mom and she that must have been wild. It was awful. I wrote a song about it on my EP, actually. But did so? Did you stay with them for a little bit longer after that? Or? No. So I um I moved out when I was 18, 19? 19. Um, I was paying rent when eighteen and stuff like that. But um, I was living in an apartment in Kirkland, no Bothell, uh, and I was moving in with my sister, um, out of my mother's house. Uh. Um, and it was like, <clears throat> I moved out to my sister's and three weeks in we just started talking about our like childhood stories and like a lot of experiences we've experienced and she was talking about a lot about hers and i was sitting on there and i'm like she i just had came out to her and she was accepting and supportive she's awesome um and it was like really hard for me to even process like coming out to any of them but um i was sitting on the I was sitting on the, the table and i was like listening to her and i just had this crazy realization like the light bulb like boop you know and i was like Oh my God. I was like, what's the difference in me coming out to my mother in 15 years than right now? Just more sadness and pain. 15 years of more mm. hiding. 15 years of sadness. 15 years of not being able to be who I am fully. And like just hiding that part of yourself. Um, I didn't want that. So I literally got my ass up immediately when I realized that. And I drove to her house and I did it. And it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> it did not go well. So are you guys still not talking really? No, we don't talk. Damn. Well, hopefully when the apocalypse comes and Jesus comes to oh, save no. everyone. <laughs> Ooh. Well, yeah, there's a lot of bigotry and hatred in religion. And unfortunately, she's a product of that Damn. Uh, very aggressively. So well, let's talk about your music. Music, yes. I wish I had some was cool a, yeah. voices. I don't really do. I can't really <clears throat> do like. Music time. Uh, there we go. Thank you. So. Your first single was in 2021. When did you first start even writing? Writing. Writing. I started writing when I was 16. Okay. And I my writing is so different. After I came okay, we're I know this is just has to do with my music. After I came out my music just got way better cuz I just wrote whatever the fuck I wanted and it wasn't like in the in this box that I had, you know. Was it like a diary when you were writing then cuz you weren't releasing it or was it um, an no, actual just I just do it in my notes on my phone. Um I have a writing journal as well, but I wrote a lot of ballads and slower songs and then I was like, oh, I want to write pop, like upbeat. So I just like got my ass on the piano and I wrote, was writing a bunch of different pop songs and I started writing a song called Thirsty about a hookup I had. It was a great hookup. It was a great time. And I was like, 
I was playing the piano. I was like, do, 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 and I was like doing the piano right riff. And I'm like, oh shit. And I wrote the the hook and the verse and the pre. And I called Anna. No, no, Anna called me. And I was like, oh, do you want to hear the song I just wrote? She's like, yeah. And we're like on FaceTime. We do this all the time. We just like tell each other. Um, and this time I wrote it and I was playing verse. She's like, oh shit. She's like, can we record it? Can I be on it? Can I write a verse? I'm like, yes, please. Oh, so she, and this time we were both. Like we were in the, like we just worked the entire summer just making music, music, writing, we were grinding. We are still grinding, but like then we were like, we hadn't released anything. Um, and yeah, we kind of got our asses to work and we went to Alex Fluency. Uh, he's a pop EDM artist. He's I'm super, about to meet him. You're about what? to meet him. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. He's awesome. Uh, super talented. Uh, and we just got in the studio and recorded it and I was like I want to come out and I and and in the song and Anna was like you should do it and then I like backed out and then she's like no we're doing it you're let's do it and I needed a push and I just like I had a gay friend I'm like do you want to like be in my video and kiss me at the end so I can come out and he's like yeah and then we recorded the video with Jason Er. he went to uh, Juanita he's super talented cool. photographer videographer um, but yeah we did that and yeah we released it and it went really well it's actually almost at 90,000 streams oh shit just on Spotify is that all just natural like yeah wow we didn't playlist at all it just did really well like because I feel like it was Anna's second release she already had all she had already released get me high Mm -hmm. um and it was yeah and then she that was her second release in my first release and then I came out a month later in February January February I came out with bromance and that one was like right after thirsty and then I did moon boy which is right after you know, March, and then I came out with my EP, Spongy Elmo Prince, there in April. Yeah, April fifteenth. It was great and did really well. It's at like eighty thousand streams accumulated through all the songs. So and well. how do you? How did you meet Anna? Oh my God, Anna. Um, well, I met Anna at summer school. So I was <sighs> in ninth grade. She's in ninth grade, and she was her edgy scene kid. As you've been educated, what a scene kid is. I remember that I heard the podcast. Um, so scene, the scene kid type beat, um, and I was just like this closeted homo, like dress overcompensating, dressing like a straight guy. Wait, wait, wait! How do you dress like a straight guy? This okay. First of all, you can't. Can you lift your feet up for the camera if you can? He has rainbow socks. Yeah, on, I gotta so represent. I know how to not dress like a straight guy. Right. <laughs> how do you dress like a straight? I don't guy? know. I'm just being dramatic. Dress with like... a JV. I mean, the varsity sweater. Right. Yeah. Shirt, right. Jacket. No, I just. I mean, I just. I just dressed like my brother because he was straight. And like, I don't. I don't know. I didn't know fashion. I still don't know fashion. I dress like shit. Me too. Yeah. No, you don't. I like your shirt. Yeah. I literally complimented his shirt right before we started. Thank you. But I, I just need I need to work on my clothes. I I, Those are good. I I think I've gone through all my selection now. So I need I need to go shopping. Again. Go sh- go to um have you been to Red Light in Seattle? Bro, I remember I I banned you. I banned when we were at your apartment. I was like, "No. Boo. You don't like Red Light? It's overpriced for it's, stuff that they say is vintage." No, here's the thing. It is all vintage, first of all. Cuz it's authenticated. Wait. I'm not done. I don't go there and like spree shop. Like, if I want a photo shoot and I want some vintage clothes, I can get, like, a nice... Like, I bought multiple things there. I can get, like, a, like a cool, like, 80s fleece, 90s fleece, and, like, some cool joggers and, like, some shit. And it's, like, what, $60? Oh, that's my that's my thing, then. I... When I go shopping, I go for things that I can wear forever. But yeah. I guess a lot of people who are actually into style... Right. They don't look at things like, oh, I want to wear that every day. They look at it more like, oh, this could be cool for this day. Right, yeah. And I, like, incorporate them to my everyday outfits. But, like... I, need to, I just need to look at things different because I can get cheap on clothes, I feel no, like, I, sometimes. No, it's always good to find the deal. I'm cheap, too. <laughs> I am cheap. But when it comes to, like, things like that, like, I like to, like, kind of spend time on. But Bro, we need to go shopping tomorrow for... I need to, I need to look cool for the, for the retreat. Yeah, <laughs> you do. I mean, this looks good. I mean, what do you what do you, where do you go shopping, usually? Target's good. Oh, God, boo. It's fun. <laughs> Target's cheap. You I just like, said money saving. Yeah, thing. but I don't. <laughs> I, I like cheap. I like used, expensive things. So oh. I feel like it's. I, Let's go to thrifting then. There we go. Because okay. I don't. I don't like Walmart stuff. But right. I don't like the only thing brand new I've really bought are like shoes. I buy shoes new. New, yeah. Because I like that. expensive shoes. You told me that. But like. Let's. Go ahead. But yeah, I don't know. I like Goodwill. <laughs> go to let's go to like Value Village or Goodwill. Okay. There you go. I there, shop there too. There I don't go. strictly go to Red Light. That's when I like want like something something. <laughs> um, but tomorrow now, we're going to 
too much. Goodwill or Value Village. See us there. See us there. I Shit, do work tomorrow. I, I want to release this sooner than later. Um, you work tomorrow? Yeah. Damn. I know. I wasn't supposed to. I, I have like Thursday, Fridays off, but. Are you a nine to five guy? I work 40 hours a week and do oh, school like 40 hours a week. I don't have summer off, thank God. And then I do this full time as well. Damn. The music. It's uh, too much. I was it didn't finish my Anna story. Oh shit. No, yeah, see how we sidetracked? There you go. Um so I met Anna <laughs> summer school. We both failed algebra miserably. Um for different reasons. And we were in the class and I sat like two desks away from her. She was in the back and I was like in the middle. And we had this teacher who was super nice and I like would stare at Anna because she was just like kind of like scene kid. I'm like, oh, look at her. She looks cool. So we would like go out and study and do like like homework and like assignments, right? Wait, like, so who reached class. out to who first? I get. I don't. I remember. I remember just me and Anna sitting next to each other and like studying, and then us talking, and then we we're like, "Oh, we both like music," and she's like, "I'm a singer." I'm like, "Oh, me too." And then she sang for me. I was like, "Oh my god, you're so talented!" And I'm like, "Let me sing for you." And then we would like kind of leave class. Or we'd like either go on like on lunch break or something. We'd go around. Um, like Washington and we'd find like singing spots with good acoustics and we'd sing to each other and stuff like that and then like we'd go I remember the first time we hung out hung out outside is after um, and we went to, it was at L-Dub that's the location of the summer school but I went to yeah. Winita High School um, so we uh, yeah so we went to the first time we hung out is we went to Starbucks down the street from L-Dub which is a 24 hour drive through yeah, 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 yeah. which is the one I work at now which is Ooh. really I know it's crazy um, I'm a shift manager there um, but there we go. Yeah, it's funny. But we sat there and she bought me mac and cheese. And yeah, it's just what it is. Why is there so much mac and cheese today? Because mac and cheese is good. <laughs> and me, me, It's like me and Anna's favorite food. And she thinks that her like taste for mac and cheese somehow is superior to mine. Uh, I don't. I can't do craft mac and cheese. No, I don't. It has I, to be like yeah, Beechers like a, or Beechers something. Beechers is bomb. Ooh. Dude, Trader Joe's, everyone who's listening to this, everyone, I need you to focus. <laughs> And your intent with cameras right here. Listen, go to Trader Joe's. Okay. Now I want you to go to the frozen section of Trader Joe's. I want you to look to your left or right. I don't know where it's going to be in your location, but I want you to look for a red box, a rectangle. And I want you to see it's going to say mac and cheese on it. Mm. Oh my God. It's so good. Listen, you heat, <laughs> listen to me. This is important. You heat it up for six minutes in the microwave. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to get bad. You heat it up in the microwave for six minutes, and then you put salt, pepper, oregano, and a little cayenne pepper. Let me tell you, I'm not done. Some parm, Parmesan cheese. Okay. Stir that shit. It's fire. Bro, you, I never tried your chia seed pudding. Oh, my chia seed pudding. <laughs> it was bomb. I, I made like, I had like a manic week of chia seed pudding. I made way too much of it every day. <laughs> chia ate. seed pudding. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did never try it. You like left like before I was ready. Damn. That sucks for you. I need to try some chia seed I'll pudding. make more. Dude, it's bomb. Just bring a whole thing of it. Like, like we're going to like a, yeah. bar like a barbecue Wait. at the retreat. Just bring <laughs> Like a whole tub. <laughs> yeah. Here's I'm some chia seed pudding for everyone. My chia seed pudding. Should I put some special sauce in it? Oh, God. Some special sauce. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, sauce. Man. Yeah. So you guys have just been friends for like, how, so like two, Best three friends? years? No, it's 20. It's been six years. Wait, I thought you said you met in 2019. No. No, you're in ninth grade. Yeah, 2015. Oh, yeah. Summer after high that. school when we first met, That's we wild. made out in her Mustang to Radiohead. You and it. No, I'm kidding. It's a song lyric. I did not, <laughs> never have never kissed Anna Thompson, and I never will. All your, tell, tell people about those fan pages that you guys have. Oh, my God. It's crazy. They're going to take that out of context and be like. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. So, I mean, we have. Okay. So, I have my own fan pages. Oh. There's a fuzzy in there. I thought you are clapping for me. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what is going on? Um, so, we hit both. Have our, oh. There's some party favors and stuff going on. There's Ooh. another fuzz. God damn it. Continue. Can you explain what that sound was? It was just like, you, know, you know, those like. Psh, psh. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I was, what was the question? Oh, talk about your fan pages. Fan, okay. So we have like, sorry, that was crazy. Um, we have two different. So we have our own fan pages, own fans. Then we have like only collective. Fans? I don't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> I thought about making it an OnlyFans, but I don't think I have the balls to do that. 
I'm not gonna do it. I'm not. I can't. I can't. Um, because I just you know I'm freaking financially independent and I'm like, you know, extra money. Do you know what I mean? Okay. okay. Let's not talk about that. But the cool thing is you have fucking fan pages. Yeah. A lot of artists don't even have. It's crazy. So how? It's weird. Me and Anna, so we advertise both. We both advertise through Toned-In, which is an advertising. It's like a marketing platform. Sponsorship right here. Sponsorship <laughs> of Toned-In. But they're great. They're so good. We do our land pa- landing pages through them. We do advertising, you know, promotion, pre-save links. Like, they're great. Um, so, me, we both do We don't advertise in the U.S. We advertise globally because a stream is a stream is a stream, regardless of where your location of stream is, right? Um, and for some reason, you know, Brazil, in Brazil, people just like me and Anna. I don't know why specifically, but I, almost all my fan pages are from Brazil. Wow, that's what <laughs> I have like a couple that aren't, but like some, most of them are. I don't know, and Anna is, is the same, and it's weird. And then are we have a collective one like Nikki Buell Brazil or Anna Thompson Brazil, or we have Nikki and Anna Nation like collective, <laughs> which is funny. But um, yeah, the fan pages are interesting. It's weird. I, the first time I got fan art was the craziest feeling. I was like. I thought it was like you I naked cr- with a furry or something. No. Ew. Or uh. you as a naked furry, I bet. No. <laughs> You're, why did you go there? I just, no, no, no. Let's pause the podcast. Why did you go to I, naked I'm, furry? I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That's>, I'm just, <laughs> dang. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. I just see a lot of, <clears throat> I don't see a lot of naked furries, but I'm just, I just see a lot of fan. Like when I think of fan art. I think of like Harry Potter porn no, or something. No, it's just no. So like, I mean, my music is pretty eccentric, and I do like visually like Moon Boy. I did like whole like astronaut suit and like diamonds on my head, and it's fun. Um, Gemma directed that. She's she's gonna be at the retreat. You'll meet her. She's oh, wow. she's a photographer, video director. She's super talented. Um, point is, this is gonna back. be a fun retreat. I'm actually so excited. Yeah, I am too. I here's the thing. I'm performing. And I have a vocal injury. Can I be your like MC and be like, not the MC, what is it? The guy that just comes up and like introduces. Is that the master of ceremonies or whatever? <sighs> Who's the guy who comes on stage and is like, that's up a, next we have. Uh, I want to be that guy. I think that's an MC. I know that MC like is a hype man. Because MC also means rapper ne- or something. So I thought, I guess, I guess there's. Are you referring to MC Hammer? No, there's like, like people are like, you're a real MC. Like you're a real. Yeah, I think it's just like I have no idea. I literally cannot tell you. Oh, actually, I think it's E M C E E is rapper M C. Oh, and then there's there's a difference. M M C. Yeah. Okay. I want to be the M C, the master of ceremonies, and I want to okay. introduce everybody. Let's do that. I'm oh, counting shit. on you. Man. I have. I'm I'm frustrated because I have a vocal injury. I can't go into my CT register. It's like a chest register. And I'm all my music is hard to sing. How do you learn these registers? I don't even know. I don't even know your fucking throat or <clears throat> so chest there, is a so instrument. So there's there's like <clears throat> there's three there's like three kind of types of registers. There's mixed register, head register, like head voice, and then chest voice. Um. So chest so head voice is like uh, and then chest voice is like uh. I'm not gonna do that that loud. And then and like mix is like <clears throat> that's really loud. So I'm not gonna do it. But uh. <laughs> No, it's like a mix. It's like my when I go in my mix, it's usually in like a fifth octave. But do um, people normally have like when they're just talking normally? Are they always in one of those registers, or do you have to actually like um, think about usually it? Usually in their chest. Okay. But if you're whispering, you're in your head voice, and then you can be in like the middle, like this. You can kind of be in the middle. You feel it. I don't know. And you learn you... as singing when you sing and like learn. So you took lessons. No, never. Then how do you know this stuff? Because you YouTube? just ne- yeah, you teach yourself. I taught myself everything. I have never had any classical training. Do you ever. know, then do you know, like, can you read music? So, uh, I can't no. read music. <laughs> so I, I, I had, um, I was in, actually, I was in orchestra for like a year and a half. Only a year and a half. Damn. Yeah. And I did choir, but I never had any vocal coach or anything. I was in choir for like a year and I dropped out cause I'm like a scare people that I was gay. So I just didn't do it. Which is stupid. That's toxic masculinity. Of, wait, yeah. Do I, I just say toxic? When do you throw the masculinity part on? I don't know. Like masculinity, like what would you define masculinity as? Uh, bros, right? Right. Like, I mean, bro, like, do you mean bros? You know, guys that smash cans on their heads and go like, woo! That's masculinity to you? I guess. Yeah. I guess, I mean, people have their own definition. I feel like there's a cultural definition of it. Like, well, I don't know if that's masculine. I just feel like meatheads. Kind meatheads, of like, yeah. I guess. 
Um, well, I mean, I did play the part of that in high school. I did just to like come. It's like compensation. You right? were like muscle tees. No, I didn't have muscle shit. I was chubby and not attractive. You were chubby. That's funny. I did not look. I was like five seven hey, in high school. Hey, 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 hey. There's nothing wrong with being short, but I was I was <laughs> short and like didn't wasn't the healthiest and because I was sad. <laughs> but um, sorry, I was pretty loud. But uh, I'm more happy with how I look now. I lost a lot of weight. So. Did you did you work out or you just diet? You just eat cheesy pudding, dude. That no, is the I, most random. I just <laughs> going over to someone's house and them offering you chia seed pudding is probably the most random thing. Let me live that my life. Anyone can ever let offer me live you. my life. <laughs> I, I think it'd be less weird if someone offered me like fried butter. I would be like, that's crazy. Fried you know, so, butter. That's a thing you get at like carnivals, you know. Yeah, not in Washington. Yeah, you can get the Puyallup <laughs> Fair. You lived in Puyallup. Yeah, I've been there like once. They have fried butter. No, they do. They really? Yeah, of course, dude. So, no, I'm just, oh, I'm stop just, it. I'm just. Is it just butter fried? Yeah, it's like frozen, and then you just. I've never had it, but I'm why? Guessing. Why? Because what is good about it? We're though? Americans. No, American eat butter. Bad cholesterol. <laughs> High blood pressure. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what. Fried butter, I'm mortified. I'm just saying chia seed is the most outlandish. I just like it. And it happened to be the day after I bought all the ingredients. And you were like, hey. you're like, I was like, you want some chia seed pudding? And you're like, yes, please. And then you left right before it was ready. <laughs> How long though? Was it like, should I stay like five more minutes? or like was 30 more minutes. Okay. I yeah. had to go. It just needs to solidify. The chia seed pudding, you put like, you liquefy it and it creates this like, not co coagulant, but it's kind of this uh, gelatin type beat texture around it because okay. it like it absorbs the moisture from the 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 liquid you put in. So the like the the little sh gooey shell around the seed itself that that expands. Yeah, it expands. It is like okay. a soaking up the moisture. Okay. Um, you should make a cooking episode of you just cooking chia seed pudding and put know, it on YouTube. Do you know how easy it is to make chia seed pudding? Yeah, you got some cheese seeds. But yeah. you need to do it. You need to have a whole setup. Like a whole setup for that. Yeah, and make a little music video about. I got you looking pretty chia seed pudding. Cake. And then it would be like the how the steps would show up, and then it'd be your like and like a little <clears throat> emoji of your head bouncing when it lands oh, on the words. So, yeah. Yeah, get yeah. some chia seed pudding. Keep going. Chia seed. First, you get the tub, then you put in the seeds. Then you mix in some honey and some milk. And I think we should make a song together. That was, <laughs> give me some foot for that. That was beautiful. There we go. I, I, I love music so much, but I don't think I can, I can't even sing or anything. You can so learn instruments. I could, oh, I, of course. I was in band for six years. That's why I was like, Wait, really? oh, you were only in for a year and a half. Yeah, because I, I mean, I couldn't afford renting the, the violin anymore. You just go to Craigslist or something. We, I, I, we couldn't afford it. I didn't yeah. grow up with that much money, so we couldn't. Hey, it's it. okay, man. It's fine. I burned my clarinet, so you burned it. Maybe I should have just given it to you, and then you would have appreciated I'm, it more. True. I feel like anyone would have appreciated it more. Now I think about it. Did you play clarinet for six years? Yeah. Do you still know how to play? I don't muscle know. memory. Maybe muscle memory. Do you? Can you read music still? Yeah. 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 Probably. I I didn't realize there's so many artists that don't know how to read music. A lot of artists are self. Is it hard to learn? Self-taught. Maybe because I, I learned it in like s sixth grade. So maybe I was younger and yeah, like I it's easier to learn things. It's maybe? easier to learn when you're younger. And then yeah. because, I mean, I don't, your brain's developing and it's like opportunity for like knowledge. But it's actually really easy. It's like, it only goes to, what is it? Fucking B. <clears throat> it's like, what is it? Like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, C, D. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it was only like. How many letters is that? A B C D E F G. A B seven. Do you know the like the do re mi fa sol la ti do? Do la re mi fa mi fa Do re mi fa sol la ti do. do. That was really pitchy. And then it just gets mixed up. It gets crazy because you know like there's like uh, it'll be like fast like I forget I forget the name of notes, but oh, you know yeah. like it could be a single note or it be a note you have to hold. Yeah. Like it's like the d note that's tied with another note. Yeah. There's so many different, or there's like rests. Right. Yeah. Or right. the hat rest. Yeah. Or all these different rests. Mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 not that hard. I feel like it's easier than learning a new language. Well, it is a language. 
It is a type of language. I mean, really think about, listen to classical music and then imagine reading that music and playing that instrument that you're reading the music for. Oh, that's what I did in like band. So yeah. that's what I'm used to. Right. But like classical, I'm talking like professionally trained, like the music gets so complicated. Oh, Anna yeah, went yeah, more yeah. North. She went to Berkeley. Who? Anna. Oh, yeah. She went yeah. to Berkeley. I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't had vocal training or any of that stuff. I don't remember how to Maybe you need to find like a sponsor or something or a free class. Or... So I'm actually going to start vocal lessons in the next couple of weeks. Oh shit. So I'm going to be really excited and learn how to not damage my voice. I might not even be able to perform. Oh shit. That's a thing probably, huh? Yeah. So I... If you don't know the actual steps, you might just fuck your throat. Well, yeah, I think I just, I just, <laughs> I literally was just singing too much and too loud for too long. I yes. just I do I sing all the time so I was doing it out work all the time and then I go to studio session right after work and I sing there and then I go home and I write more music and I'm singing loud and I do it for like five days in a row singing in the car I bet you're singing like I'm singing everywhere but like it's really hard because I'm on vocal rest right now so I, I'm not been singing I've been singing above a C4 we've just been like doing low third harmonies over songs and like but tonight right after this I'm literally driving to um, a rehearsal for the performance on those on Saturday oh, for the retreat. Yeah, so we'll see if I can hit the notes in my songs that I made really difficult to sing, and I have a vocal injury. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. Mm -hmm. I'm a little my first performance, so I'm like extra nervous. But so explain to the audience the pop scene. A pop scene in Seattle lacking. <laughs> Literally, I like lacking. I don't feel like there's many pop. There's a, there's indie pop artists too. I mean, okay. they they're in the same category. They're like a subcategory of pop, but like, um. I don't know. I don't like, I know like very few pop artists besides like me and Anna. Um, I know like there's, I really don't know that many. I, I do know some like Dempsey. Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily. She just got on a editorial playlist on Spotify, which is a oh, huge shit. deal. Editorial playlists are like curated by um, Sp the Spotify team. Oh, and shit. then they have like, like thousands of people who listen to them. And if you get on a playlist, the one she got on was Algorithmic, and it's Fresh Finds. Her song is fire. Her video is fire. If you guys haven't checked that out, best Check you out ever. Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily, best you ever had. It's fire. It's a bop. Sponsored by Nick. Buell. E. Ah. E flat. What? E flat. You're an E flat. So, the pop scene. <laughs> yeah. You only know like three or four people. Yeah, I don't know that many, but like, here's the thing. I also like, I want you to remember, I started releasing music in COVID. So I haven't, like the traditional way of getting into the scene is like performance and stuff like that. It was all digital. It was all virtual, sorry, online. And like, I released a video with Anna and like, we all did it virtually, like through networking, social networking, social media, and like marketing in that kind of sense. So it, it's, it's now that we're getting back to normal, like I'm fully vaccinated. And most a lot of people I meet are fully vaccinated, um, and like I'm gonna I've actually been invited to like perform at Club Sur in Seattle um, in August, um, which I I don't even know if I'm doing yet because you gotta do it. I know I do. I'm just very busy and I have to make time for it and stuff like that. I'm going to. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how what works out. But um, I would like to. I like performing. Uh, the only performance experience experience I have is busking on the streets and just playing for people like and they just throw money at you I'm yeah literally <laughs> like um it was a uh, where is it it's like Snohomish area <gasps> that's where I live really yeah oh okay in Snohomish area there's this guy he was like he had a oh is it a, wait he play, he's a pianist okay and he has the he had this guy who's playing the uh trumpet no not trumpet uh the saxophone um and they were just busking he was like singing what's busking just it's street performance okay it's usually like on the fly type beat and stuff like i mean at least my experience and i was like listening to him i'm like fascinated by it because i love seeing people perform it's like it, it's an experience right it's euphoric and i'm like watching them and i'm like singing he hears me humming he's like oh do you want to come up do you play i'm like yeah and he's like do you want to come up and play this is just like the most recent time wow. i'm like yes i do so i'm like hm, let me get my ass so i sat up there he gave me a head the digital headset he had had a mic on it so you don't have to hold the mic or anything and then the guy over like was playing the saxophone and i just gave him the key of the song and just pull up some like the the music you know and i yeah. play and i did like i think i did like like 10 songs of yours good. or the cover uh, arts um or? it was just covers i did one of my own song i think what song was it it's an unreleased song <gasps> oh, no i did not good enough that is a release song okay yeah that's the one on my that's a second to last on my ep 
That's a that's fun. dope. Yeah, it was great. So like, it was a good experience. I just never actually like sat and like, okay, Nick, Nikki, you're going to perform at this time at this night. You rehearse for a week and you do good. I'm like, I've just never done that. So it was an experience. I'm excited. So what do you think you and Anna are doing good at with your music? And what do you think you need help with? Um, that's, good. that's a good question. Uh, I think me and Anna and like specifically like, I think that I... No, we, I was going to say, no, we both do very well at advertising and marketing, which I feel like artists just don't do enough of. And I think a lot of artists, they spend so much time on the music and the, the creation, which is super important, obviously. But remember, if you can make, I can make a song that could be on the top 50, but it could just sit on Spotify and no one listen to it mm -hmm. because you need to market your music. Right. Um, and like Tonin helps us with that. Um, and it's great. It's, it's, it's time, there's so much time spent into it, you know, making the ads, there's distributing the ads. There's like, you just have budgets. You have to like invest a certain amount of money into it. There's like promoting yourself on Instagram and getting audience engagement um, and stuff like that. So you have to keep people like on their toes and making sure that your ads are performing well, A being ads, make seeing which one performs more, you know, it's like, it's a process, but a lot of artists like lack that. I think that's what me and Anna do better. I feel like at that I've seen other artists, but I don't think I don't like to really compare. Like like I oh, I'm doing better than you. I don't think that's healthy. But mm. um, I think that me and Anna, I think we do a good job of like what material we have in our you know our reach. Um, I don't know like performance. That's the only thing I feel like. I mean, I is that is that coming from not knowing any of these venues not knowing I don't know artists, yeah not knowing I, the that's, I literally don't know any I like like mean I, I don't know the scene that well like I'm like barely in the scene mm -hmm. like so is Anna like we just started releasing music in January her she released in December I released in January um because she had get me high a month before Thursday which is our collab which we have collabs coming I'm super excited Ooh. I know it's super exciting um but uh yeah so like I don't know there's a lot of lot of opportunity missed because of covid and mm. like quarantining and social distancing mass and all that obviously it's important but we just didn't get the opportunity because of that which is unfortunate but you know i think things are starting to open up so hopefully we can get on that you know yes i actually have a song coming out next month i haven't even announced it yet oh shit on the nas podcast on the NAS exclusive podcast. it's called i'm a dip and it's oh. it's like a hip-hop pop there's rap a rap in it uh with all day trey Okay. Super talented artist. Super Spokane sick. Spokane area. Spokane area. He's awesome. Um, he's queer too. And we made a song called I'm a Dip and it's kind of fire and kind of fun and it's kind of funky. We have, it's it's great. Um, it's a little different than what I usually do, more like clean cut pop. It's mm -hmm. kind of more of like a pop hip hop vibe, but it is definitely pop still. That's um, dope. Yeah, it comes out August 11th. Oh, I shit. I haven't even announced it yet. So. Can you believe that August is just a right around the corner? Dude, it's crazy. Oh, man. So many, oh, it's, just, it's just so crazy how time is flying. I feel like time has been flying crazy. Yeah. Like At I, first it was super slow. And now right, because you're like in isolation in the beginning. Uh, true. Yeah, I was working throughout whole, like COVID. Really? Like I didn't stop working. I was working full time still, which wow. was really hard. But it was interesting too because I was on the freeway and not one car was on the freeway besides me. That was wild That stuff. was, I was like, dude, this is like not real. You yeah. would never expect you're going to live through a pandemic. You don't think that's going to happen to you until <laughs> it happened. At least we, we were in like a pandemic where like, when was it, like the 19, early 1910s or whatever, whenever that last pandemic was when they had the fucking bird beak stuff. And Talking all. about the bubonic plague? Is it the, was it the, the bubonic? Black, yeah, the black plague, yeah. When they had the fucking bird beak mask and yeah. shit. That was, that's creepy. That was like centralized in Europe too. And it was really shitty. And people wear that so, like costumes now. Dude, they didn't. Dude, modern medicine. I'm telling you, they their medicinal practice was lacking. <laughs> they had no, no knowledge. They, dude, they would like knowledge. They would perform like these. They're so they're calling witch doctors back there in like the bubonic. I don't even know when that happened. Um, I don't remember the date. But they would like perform rituals on these people, thinking that like, and they wouldn't like people didn't. Do you know that people didn't shower? Yeah. Like they didn't shower. They thought that if you didn't like bugs that fly on you, like there would be bugs that would fly on people and like just like live on people's bodies. If you didn't have bugs on you, they think that you're dying because bugs don't want to be on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they thought like if you're dirty, bugs are on you. I don't know. They had a crazy, 
They had a crazy, I don't know, man, Modern Medicine. Great. Thankful for it. There we go. Yeah. Well, you you have anything you want to promote besides yeah. the... All right. This is it. All right. Everyone listen. Okay. I have a song called I'm a Dip coming out August 12th with All Day Trey. It hasn't been announced yet. We're going to at some point next month. But stay stay uh, tuned um, and uh, keep up with my um, my my music, please. Um, my uh, social media tag is Nikki Buell, N-I-C-K-Y-B-U-E-L-L. Find me on Instagram, Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. And you can also find me on other platforms. Just look up Nikki Buell. Find me on Spotify. Follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Instagram. Yes. And also, what thank is you. Some what? advice that you have. Oh, oh, advice for artists? Quickly, I cut you. I keep cutting you off. No, no, because I t I go on. I rumble. No, I but ramble. you take these like elegant pauses for a second. You're like, I'm like, oh, is it my turn? <laughs> <laughs> elegant pauses. I like that. That's a good. I've never gotten that before. Elegant pauses. Um, what are you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna ask if you had um, any th advice for up and coming artists, creators, yes, influencers, artists. <sighs> Spend all that time on your music. Do it. But also, I do re research. Spend time on marketing your music. You know, you're making all this great, beautiful music that people sh does like or have honored to their ears to like listen to. Like they 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 want to listen to it. Put the research in. Do the advertising and like make sure it's getting that reach because it's super important. Um, and that's my advice. There we go. Yeah, that's it. This podcast was all over the place, but I had a great time. Yeah, sorry, I apologize. I had a great no, time it was, too. No, it was it was both of us. I don't know if the audience learned much from either of us, but I think we had a good time. I think doing I it. think we got a good information, a, a bunch of different things. We did a little thing. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those fun ones that you just listen in your car and like. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, dude. These guys. These well, guys. <laughs> this is the NAS podcast. Yes, sir. With Nikki Buell. There we go. There and, we go. And we did it. We did it. We did the thing. <laughs> All right.